Welcome to the Wet Bandits Podcast. We are still in season three. We are Our theme for season three is soundtracks, but we are in the midst of a long discography because we are a 90s themed, folk, we'll say focused, 90s focused uh, podcast, and we analyze discographies. We look at different 90s bands and we cover their entire catalog from start to finish with the exception of some live albums and EPs or whatever, we try to stick to full-length albums, uh, studio albums, and we take a look at how the bands change and whether we like what they do, whether, we, you know, it's easy to, you know, call shots after the fact and be like, you know what, that did not work. Um, but we try to take a little bit of a musician's angle on it and try to understand what they were trying to do. Um, but in the end, all that matters is whether you you liked it or not. Mm-hmm. And uh, so... That, that's what we try to do here. And we are nearing the end of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And today, we're going to cover disc two of Stadium Arcadium. This one is titled, uh, they, they title it on the album Mars. And I don't know if, I, I forget, I did listen to our first episode that we've already done. And I definitely titled it wrong when we posted it. I called that one Mars. Oh. In my head, Mars comes first. I mean, you know, from the distance from the sun, it comes first. Yeah. So I was like, oh, yeah, Mars is the first one and, and Jupiter is the second one. But no. I think also because Jupiter... Maybe they're going towards the sun, dude. Oh, they must be. Yeah, skyrocketing towards the sun. Um, I think in my head, and I think revisiting all this, I still kind of agree with it. Although really diving into this, I feel like the albums are closer than I thought they were. Um, or more similar than I thought they were. But my thinking was, you know, you've got Mars, which is the red disc, which makes sense. And then you also, then you have Jupiter, which is the blue disc. And the red disc obviously has the look of a more aggressive, Hmm. you know, feel. And the blue disc has the more like laid back, right? And so I always thought, I think that disc one, listening to it with, Danny, California, especially in Michigan, like wet sand, like those to me are the ones that like rock and drive a little more. And so in my head, that one's like the more hardcore one. And this, the second one is more laid back. So in my head, I had them flipped. Hmm. But anyway, long way of saying I was wrong. This is the Mars album. For whatever reason, they felt like calling it that. I'm sure that I could have researched this (laughs) and found out why one is titled one thing and one is titled the other, but I... It's almost better so we get our own That's right. That's right. I don't want to hear why the artist did something. Yeah. I think we put our own stamp on it. So, yeah, that's what we did here. Um, oh, my God, we didn't even introduce ourselves. I'm Wheezy. Yo, Slam Jam. And we're finally back on YouTube, hopefully. We haven't been on for a while, partly because we did a little... Uh, Three episodes stint at Nostalgia Brewing in Gehanna, and it was getting dark. We couldn't, we didn't have enough light 
to do that. Um, Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> need to oh get God. down, dude. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, that was good. And um, and then we were, well, we were going to record last weekend. We could have videoed there, mm-hmm. um, I guess, at we, when we were at the trade show, which we'll talk about next episode. Um, but, but first, before we get into the album, we have a new little bit we like to do here called... Do you lie? Do you lie, dude? <laughs> dude, do you lie? <laughs> you we'll we'll look for all those hashtags. I think the shortest, most concise hashtag is just "Do you lie?" Do you lie? Because that's when that's how it started with you just asking me, dude. <laughs> it's like I don't know. Do, do I? you lie? <laughs> and I do lie. You're I think like, we all lie. You're like yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, almost daily. I lie on the reg. So, um, do you want to do a lie first, or do you want me to do a lie? Sure. So this happened. This is more of a story. I love stories. Story once was told. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So it was like at a church thing on Easter. So we just got done. Like I was in the youth group and making breakfast. We we were eating breakfast and like our one of our jobs was like put candy in the Easter eggs for like the little kids. Okay. So (laughs) one of my friends in the youth group said dude watch this dude like we were talking about he put a sausage link in the easter egg and just like tossed it back and it went in like the just field of easter eggs so one kid <laughs> would later open <laughs> an easter egg with a sausage link wow so <laughs> basically we were later confronted we're like did you do this <laughs> dude then, did wait did you lie <laughs> dude, we're like no. <laughs> and then we felt guilty because we were at church. Well, yeah. <laughs> and I, yeah, we did it. And we had to go apologize to everybody. Everyone? Every- Not just the one kid who got left with the sausage egg? The parents. Dude, if that Dude, That's was what's me, wrong with the world. <laughs> I would have been pumped if I found yeah, a sausage hell egg. Yeah. I'd be like, Instead of what? What are they usually getting? I don't know. Tootsie Rolls? Yeah. I'd rather have a sausage. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Give me a hard-boiled egg, sausage, yeah. some bacon. Dude, I could go for all those things right now. Do you want to hear something? Yeah. Wait, was your story done? Yeah, basically. Okay. For real? Was it done? You said basically. Like, maybe you had more. That's basically the story. Okay, here we go. So, I don't know if you know this, but I... I, Oh, yeah, we talked about this. So, I've been sort of vegan for, like, three weeks now. Um, This is not... Don't take this the wrong way. But this has nothing to do with the morality of uh-huh. <laughs> eating or using animal products. This is strictly, I like to be a guinea pig. I like to experiment on myself. So I watched this document. I don't know if you can call it a documentary. This investigation maybe on Netflix that a lot of people are watching called Game Changers, which is basically about athletic performance and veganism. And I am very skeptical of things like this. Did you put this sticker on me? No. Dude, do you lie? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know where that came from. But, um, yeah, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. I was saying that I'm usually skeptical. Like, I'm very quick to discount things that seem like outside the norm. You know, I'm a little more conservative by nature in regards to, um, uh, I don't know what the words I'm looking for are, but, like, 
basically like how I'm living my everyday life. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm pretty happy. I'm content as I am. I don't see a lot of need to drastically change anything. Yeah. Pretty healthy, you know, whatever. Um, but this is, it was an interesting investigation <laughs> as I searched for the word again. And I mean, let's be real. Arnold Schwarzenegger gets on there and is like, you know, I am a vegan. (laughs) And I'm like, dude, if Arnold says it, I am 100% on board. So it's at least something to try. Now, I will still eat honey. So I'm Mm -hmm. not technically a vegan um, at all. I'm not. And I'll explain even more so in a minute. Technically not vegan because I'll eat honey because there's no animal protein. And honey, there was that your dryer? Yeah. I don't know if the audience could hear that, but um, so there's there's and that's really what I'm avoiding is the animal proteins. Um, and but boy, could I go for some sausage and bacon and a Easter egg? Is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Like I do. I I mean I actually miss like dairy more, mm. which I knew when I did this that would be what was difficult. What's in your for coffee? Me. Almond milk. Oh yeah, dude. I am not. My dad is a type 2 diabetic, and so now he has to drink Diet Coke all the time. He loves real Coke, mm-hmm. but like now he has to drink Diet Coke. And he says, now he's like, can't even tell the difference. And I'm like, bullshit. <laughs> you definitely... <laughs> you keep you, saying you that. Keep, <laughs> I, I hope that you can tell yourself that, honestly, but <laughs> dude, do you lie? Yeah. Like, you know that's not the same. Dude, honestly, lattes... We've got our Starbucks here, sponsored by Starbucks. Yeah, um, it's better with almond milk. Hmm. I'm not even kidding. Is it more like less like thick or? It's just as thick, and I kind of like the thickness, I mm-hmm. guess. But for me, more it's like the the nuttiness actually is good. <laughs> hmm. You know, um, it really it's honestly better. Yeah. Like I won't even once I start once I have a marathon in March. Once I get done with that marathon, I'm going to start probably eating meat again unless i feel like much better which yeah. right now honestly i don't mm-hmm. i don't feel worse but i don't feel like a lot better yeah in fact too much information if anything i'm just like gassier oh, i'm not yeah. a gassy person like i'm not i wasn't one of those kids that was like ripping farts and shit um <laughs> but I, so i was never like gassy and now i, I Maybe your body's like getting out all the toxins. Well, now. maybe, and I'm definitely eating a lot more fiber. Like you can't, oh, yeah. you can't not if mm-hmm. you're just. But um, but uh, that yeah, fiber. Man. I I will not go back. I won't go back to milk lattes. It's almond milk, man. It's actually mm, better. I'll have to try that. It's good. So, so yeah, I could really go for some meat. Is what I'm now again. I don't want to sound like. We do this thing at work called Pizza Mondays, and I still eat pizza on yeah. Mondays. So I'm really only a vegan six days a week, um, which is like hardly – that's not being anything really. But <laughs> but once once we get closer to that race, I'll be full-on vegan for yeah. six weeks or so and What's see the, how it goes. Are you supposed to have like more endurance or um, – Well, the yes, yes. That's supposed to be one benefit. It's also supposed to – you're supposed – like anything in life, all things are – connected sort mm-hmm. of so yeah it'll give you a, you you should theoretically get more endurance in part because like you don't have these like um fats in your blood you know um but that should leave your system like the reason i don't feel like i'm a poser eating pizza on mondays is because those animal proteins cycle out in like a day mm. so it's not like yeah i'm ruining 
this experiment yeah. full on by eating meat once mm-hmm. a week. What what you really get some benefits of is that those animal proteins have they're like infl if a aspirin is anti-inflammatory these are inflammatory like they make your blood vessels swell Hmm. so you don't recover as quickly from things so yeah it'll improve your endurance but a lot of it a lot of that endurance improvement in theory is because you're able to recover from the last thing you did faster so you can like do more Mm -hmm. as as you keep going on so so. what's your like what do you eat now like how how are you getting through it man okay so i hope everyone's enjoying this on the music (laughs) podcast but how am i getting through it well my wife interested yeah yeah my wife is an excellent cook Mm -hmm. and dude i'm not lying she's really good so she knows the kind of things to experiment with so have you ever heard of satan no it's i'm gonna get this wrong but it's basically, it's I, it's like gluten. I mm. think it's I, again, I'm probably gonna be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's just like gluten. And what you do is you just like pound it into submission, and it, it it makes like a decent fake meat when you're done with it. Like depending on how you prepare it, it can be like really firm or kind of like airy. Um, but whatever the case, um, you. We have we have like a ton of this satan, and I treat it like um, basically like beef. Like yeah. I'll make a little mm. like uh, sandwich with it, hmm. like a Philly cheesesteak. Yeah, with vegan cheese, which I have like a provolone and a cheddar and a feta, and it all tastes the same. Really? <laughs> yeah, the texture is different. They don't really taste, but they don't taste different. They mm. all kind of taste like gorgonzola they all kind of taste like a stinky cheese yeah but i it's fine it's the texture is not bad it's fine um vegan mayonnaise actually pretty good yeah like i'm down with the vegan mayonnaise um and so that's like a dinner but i've also been eating a lot of rice Hmm. and a lot of um you know cereal with almond milk or whatever um which really I'm still looking for some variety. I pretty much told you everything I yeah. ate just now. It's really hard to go through the grocery store and find something that doesn't have milk in it. Mm-hmm. Like you'd be, you know, if I, you want like bags of popcorn, like they all have milk in it. Yeah. It's, it's really surprising um, to me anyway. So yeah, that's it. Um, I don't know what else to say about it. It's, hmm. um, they should make vegan frozen pizzas. They do. Oh, I yeah. had we had one last night. It was um here's the I love cheese. Here's the problem with vegan cheese. Ve- vegan cheese tastes pretty good, but it melts weird. It's cuz mm. it's with a lot of oil. Yeah. And when it melts, it like turns to glue. So I would like take a bite of the pizza and there's like glue on the front of your teeth is what it felt like. Hmm. It tastes fine. Yeah. You know, and once you get over the fact that you know you have to scrub the front of your teeth with every bite, it's it tasted good. <laughs> Crust was good. I mean, that's the thing. I love I like bread almost as much as I like cheese and I can have all the bread I want for yeah. the most part. So it's really not that bad. Hmm. Um the other thing I mean this is also appropriate because of all the marketing around the impossible whopper. Yeah. You know, the beyond meat, which if people don't realize this, it's not like Burger King is making meatless patties. They're outsourcing that. Like it's almost like licensing. So they have a there's a company that's making those patties for Burger King and McDonald's. I think I think they're both using the same company. 
And so I've been eating those too. They are good. They don't, they kind of taste like, they look more like a burger than they taste like a burger. Yeah. Um, but they do taste beefy and they make a, a burger that is good. Hmm. It's not like, it's not like I'll never want a real cheeseburger again, yeah. but it's pretty good. Yeah. I can do it. So it's not as hard as, as I kind of thought it would be. I did accidentally slip up and eat some Parmesan goldfish. I think I was a little drunk, <laughs> and I just wasn't thinking about it. Like, oh, they use real cheese in here. Um, but that's the only time I've slipped up outside of going into it planning on uh, mm-hmm. eating. Oh, yeah, and I ate almost a whole pizza getting drunk at yeah, the trade show. That, that was an exception. Mm-hmm. Totally. It was really hard because... Without making a trip to the grocery store to actually yeah. get stuff, all I was going to eat was Lara bars and Pop-Tarts. Uh-huh. And so I, I, I was starving and drunk, like I needed something. Yeah. So probably best to, to break down there. Oh, I haven't even told my lie yet. What is your lie? Dude, do I lie? Yes, I do. Right before I came here, I told my wife and daughter that I'd miss them. <laughs> That's a lie. Now... <laughs> No, I don't mean that. I love them. Yeah. My wife and daughter, so sweet. But other experiments I'm doing on my body, Wednesday I'm getting an allergy test done. I've been allergic to several things that I love um, for a little while now. And it's kind of getting to the point where it would be nice because if I eat something that I'm allergic to, I get very uncomfortable. Like I I can tell I'm not going to die, but Mm -hmm. I'm really uncomfortable for a little while and it would be nice to know what I'm actually allergic to so I can just avoid those things. So I'm getting an allergy test done on Wednesday. Today is Sunday. The allergy test people told me that I need to stop taking my daily allergy medicine on Friday. So I haven't been taking my allergy meds and I am, I've got four cats at my house and I like raked leaves yesterday and I was miserable in my house. I was so glad to get out of that yeah. house. So, um, so I'm just gonna hang out for a while. <laughs> and we're gonna say we recorded like ten episodes, and I'll get home at midnight tonight or something. Um, but yeah, so that was kind of a lie. I was kind of glad to be gone, but but it wasn't a full on lie. Like I guess I yeah. miss them in a way, but I yeah. don't miss being at the house where they are. So there's that. Okay. So, like, is an allergy test to, like, prick you with some needles? I think they do. I think they prick me, like, many times on my back. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think I saw pictures of that. Yeah. I'm not that. It takes an. They told me it'll be an hour and a half to two hours. Damn, dude. Dude, take, like, a Game Boy. You should play play Pokemon. I should. You should, man. Well, maybe I will. Yeah, dude. I don't know. I hadn't planned on it, but it's a good idea. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Stadium so, Arcadium. Stadium Arcadium. <laughs> disc two. Disc two is Mars, not Jupiter. I was just about so, to say Jupiter. <laughs> <laughs> I saved you from yourself. So without further ado, uh oh, normally we do like the you know, on this date, the release date yeah. for Stadium Arcadium. We already did that with the last episode. So if you haven't listened to Stadium Arcadium Disc One, go back and listen to it to see what was popular at the time. But we're kicking it off. Uh, song one is Desecration Smile.
Listeners, sorry for all the skipping. I guess when I uh, rip this CD, I have a lot of skips on. Yeah. So, um, that was a single. Uh, I love that song. Yeah. Might be my favorite of both CDs, hmm. maybe. It's a good one to like open a show with, I feel like. You know, yeah. Because so I usually like bands that play like bangers, like, yeah. As the f- opening track for shows, but that's like a good one to like kind of open up, like, and then play like Around the World right after that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I could see that. Because you know I, mean? I was going to say, like, it's a little bit laid back, but you're yeah. right. Like, they could start with that and then like rip into something yeah. kind of. Um, this, <laughs> it's. For the sake of talking about it, it would be nicer if this one came later because I think it illustrates a lot of what I think is good about the second disc and especially versus what Red Hot Chili Peppers have done more recently. And and what I mean is that this there's nothing like really unique about this song. It's just mm-hmm. like an acoustic guitar and yeah. playing chords. It's not like a really funky song. Um, but it's kind of unique for the Chili Peppers. It is. You know? It is. And but with all that being said, there's nobody's really doing songs that sound like that right mm-hmm. now. And so it's unique, but it's also kind of stripped down. And it's hard to be stripped down and unique nowadays. Because yeah. like yeah. everything has been explored in the acoustic guitar, like yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, drums and vocals realm. Mm-hmm. Um it's 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 a combination of the melody and and the sound like the tone of the guitar um and just how the song builds as it goes through um it's <laughs> there's nothing there's no part of this song really i don't think short of one like sweet flea riff that he does going into like the second chorus that i would ever like rewind and be like listen to that again oh yeah but i think it's my favorite on here hmm. i think Why there's some that? good ones you just like it because it's chill and i don't usually go for the more chill songs yeah. that much but there's just something about it it's it's like it's pretty vibey yeah and it's very powerful without being like loud mm-hmm. or in your face um it's really good um what's this one called the second one or the first one this one Desecration smile. Desecration is a smile on my face. Yeah, that was my rendition. Okay, song two. Tell me, baby. This, I think, is my daughter's favorite. She got, when this came on, she started dancing really slowly through this part. And then she got. And then she literally screamed. (laughs) When the the song, like, kicks off, she was like, ah, she was so stoked. And she's running around the house. Lost her mind right here.
cool song, right? Yeah, dude. Like what you were saying, any age, man, you play that song and it just puts you in a good mood. Yeah. And it, this is not normally the kind of song I like mm-hmm. from Chili Peppers, you know. In a way, it's for me, it's kind of like in the same realm as like Snow. Yeah. But I, I like this one a lot. It's like... For me, this was one like you always kind of forgot about because it's like the only hit on this side of the album, right? You know, so it's, it's true. Like, you only hear it when it's like on the radio, yeah, and stuff like that. So when you hear it, it's like, oh yeah, right. And uh, when I saw them live the second time, they played this, and it was really cool. Was it? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's a good song. Yeah, and not not really anything more to say about it. Yeah, I really like the drums in it. The how, when it gets to like the disco beat. Yeah, and just the like bass and kick drum pattern. Yeah, I think it's really cool. In uh, which part, the verse part? Yeah, the verse. Okay. Yep. I want to play that real quick because I'm not sure what you're talking about. Oh, I forgot we'd have. To... Sorry for the hard skip here as we. That's what... I was gonna say, it seems like he's he's busy on the kick. Yeah, it's just like right, which is more than for those who don't play a lot. That's busier than usual. Yeah, you it's know? more like awkward than it is busy. Okay, yeah, you, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like uh huh. It's just in a weird spot. Yeah, which is always it is. It's one of those things. I say this a lot, especially when it comes to us playing live or any live band. You know. Most times, if you make a pretty bad mistake, no one will know. Like, mm-hmm. no one's going to call you out on it, is yeah. what I actually mean. You know? But I think people do know. They just they'll, they just don't know. They just don't realize that they know it. You know? And like it, it doesn't last long either. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. The, you, you can tell the difference between a good band and a bad one, even if you can't explain it. Even if you can't uh, be like, well, yeah. this guy's a hack and that guy sucks. Like... What what you do is you you feel it for yeah, lack of a yeah. better way to say it like you can you can just tell it's not there's something wrong mm-hmm. um, yeah so anyway that my point being that people might not realize that he's doing this cool little thing out there explicitly but you can tell but like there's didn't. a different fe- right if he didn't it would be more boring yeah you know all of a sudden the song's different um, yeah and that's so, like what good musicians do it's like the subtle mm-hmm. things you know yep yep. Number three is hard to concentrate. You like this one? Yeah. Dude, I like it a lot. Hate and I find it hard to motivate and estuary. 
to treasure the rest of your days here and give you pleasure in so many ways, dear. And finally, you have found something perfect. And finally, you have found. Here we go. The audience hears a thud as I drop my phone onto the table. So that song's laid back, but like it does pick up later, and it's just like a cool like. Yeah. I d- I'm again not really a fan usually of the more laid back songs, but the the bass line is really cool, and the guitar sounds are cool. Like that's a song I can just like. You know, I'm not gonna get like jacked up to it, mm. but I do enjoy it musically, and. I can just kick back and listen to it. I ca- I'm trying to avoid saying that I can just like enjoy like listening to it as like ambiance music because I yeah. generally like hate that. Mm-hmm. But it's true. Like yeah. it's good. Yeah. Um, do you like d- doing that knob guitar thing? Oh, yeah. That like on Meet Virginia. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Now Meet Virginia, I actually think he's and I don't, I don't know if he's using it on this, but like. Um, Meet Virginia is an Ebo. Are you familiar with those? Is that like when you? No, it's oh. a, it's a, it's actually like a piece that you hold. It's, it's a magnet. So like as you get it closer to the strings, it makes it vibrate without you pressing it. Weird. So that's how you get that like swell sound. Yeah. Um, Pearl Jam used it a lot in mm. like the late nineties. Um, and but I fake it by just using the uh, volume knob on the guitar. Yeah, I kind of like it. There's a lot less, there's more control with an Ebo. Yeah. You know? Did not um, know that, man. Yeah. Um, that's what people are coming here for, that kind of guitar playing insight. So, and if you didn't catch this, Ebo is like electric bow. So, like, what they're talking, it's essentially turning your guitar into like a violin mm. sounding thing. Um, so rather than having the hard strike of a pick, it's more like a flow, yeah. more, more of a crescendo. And that's what he's using. I'm guessing, yeah. you know, because again, you get a lot more control, um, and you get a lot more like, Hmm. You can, I guess the best way for me to say it is that you can get, you can use a lot of different guitars with it, like without, changing your technique much when i play the les paul it's much harder for me to do it because the volume knob is farther away from my hand oh so like when we play meet virginia i can't really do that because i can't reach that far with my pinky the the volume knob on the strat is very close to the strings so i can do that little move but when i do it with the les paul i have to fret the note with my left hand hard enough mm-hmm. that it'll vibrate on its own so yeah. I don't pick it and then just literally put my hand all the way down by the volume knob and it doesn't sound as good um, so you know w- with the Ebo you don't have to worry about that shit yeah dude so are those expensive I think that's why I don't have one yeah. <laughs> I think they're it's it's one of those things it's like do I really want to pay they might not be $200 anymore but it's like do I really want to spend this money for something I really only need for one song? Yeah. Like, but then again, you'd end up using it. Like you could argue the same thing about a talk box, but then I'd start using it for other stuff Mm -hmm. too. So yeah. Plus you probably lose it real easily. Mm, For real. For real. It's hard to lose a talk box. 
it's a big long tube and a big speaker and um it's already attached to your amp the ebo is like this little it's bigger than a pick yeah it's about the size of a capo kind of which i have lost several times so good good point um song four is 21st century it's a tight bass line i know like this song um i think there are other ways to make it good the the baseline is really i'm sorry there's other ways to do it and the song could still be good i'm not sure it would be better but i mentioned the tight baseline it does the same thing the whole time like yeah. even when they get to the chorus which everything else kind of soars the bass keeps going like it's all staccato and kind of oh. quick and like, it feels like Flea could have opened up the baseline a little bit, mm. and it would st- it would have more of a soaring feel. Maybe they weren't going for that though. Yeah, um, has a cool like solo at the end of this song too. Um, but I, I I don't know. I like the song. Yeah, I really like the tone of the bass. <clears throat> yeah, like what are those things that some bass players like have that at the end of their neck to kind of mute it? Is he using one of those? He like, you know, it looks like a, like a, like a sweatband. Like, Dude, I'm embarrassed. I don't know. Maybe I'm just making stuff up. I, I've got the solo playing kind of in the background here, which is cool. Um, I don't, I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. You think that's the kind of thing? Like, what does it do? Kind of like palm mute it? Yeah. That makes sense. We've talked about that before. Um, so instead of like. Like, if you hit the bass with an open string and let it ring as loud as you can, basically this thing would dampen it no a sustain, little bit. Yeah. Right, no sustain. It wouldn't make it staccato necessarily, but it wouldn't. you wouldn't get that, like, full, like, ringing yeah. sound, I guess, is, is what we the term we'd use. But I don't know. It would kind of seem like he might be using something like that there, but... I think you could pull this bass line off without that. Yeah. You know, that just sounds like the technique he's using to me. Um, Song five is She Looks to Me, which I know I said Desecration Smiles, like probably my favorite, but this one is really strong too. This kind of goes like with the wet sand kind of. Yeah, that's probably why I like it. Looks to me 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think you analyzed this song uh, from my mind better than I did <laughs> because I think you're right. Part of it, like Wet Sand, yeah. part of this is like, I think I'd like to play this song, uh, you know? Especially, but would I, you know, from the bass player's perspective, like I was kind of saying I wish Flea did something differently in the last song. This one, I think he's like perfect. Like he kind of like, he carries the chord structure a little bit. Mm. I mean, obviously, like, the guitar is playing the chord structure very simply, but, like, Flea is telling you, like, this is what you're supposed to be hearing in your head. And it's like, it. what it does is allows the guitar part to be super simple with the song still being cool. Um, so what he's playing underneath every chord change is, like, critical to this song working, I think. And then the guitar solos are cool, and the, the chorus, I think the... The melody in the chorus is so good, too. Yeah, um, I like it. I'm into this song. Um, and then it goes from this one into whoops, into Ready Made. Oh, yeah. I knew you'd like this one. Dude, the beat's so good. It's pretty rich. Mm-hmm. Arizona.
sung strong too. This is like the only Red Hot Chili Peppers song with like a cowbell, I think. Isn't there a cowbell in this one? There is. Oh, oh. Yeah. Wait, this, I thought this you is the said only one that does have a cowbell yeah. in it. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of cowbell in this yeah. one. In fact, that's funny. I didn't pay enough attention. When I heard it, I was like, oh, man, I think there might be a lot of cowbell on this album. <laughs> but no, it's just this yeah. song. There's a lot of it on here. Um, but it's good. It's appropriate. I like this part. Yeah. Like how he like he turns the beat around or whatever. Dude, that's exactly what I was going to say. I knew that's yeah. what you were saying. Like, he, And it's Anthony Kiedis on the vocals kind of like helps with that. Because yeah. like, yeah. he throws the vocals in a different place and it does turn the beat uh-huh. around a little bit. Which... As a musician, that's one of the things I struggle with the most, is when beats turn around. Like, so what does that like mean? Like, I know, like, if it plays, I I can like pick it out. But like, logically, I guess what I'm saying, like, what what's going on there theoretically? Dude, it's it's one of those things for me that is as we pause it because I'm gonna try to play the example we're talking about, but. I don't think I could explain it Mm musically. It's one of those things like you can use it in like a word you can use in a sentence and you know what it means, but you can't like really define it. Turning the beat around is one of those things where you're like, oh, yeah, I mean, I hear it. I know what that is, but I can't define it. So I'm going to try to find the spot we're talking about here. We gotta we gotta get back into the verse here. Yeah, he for, does that every verse. Yeah. So what I would say is the first couple bars of the verse are what we would call like the normal part. Uh-huh. Oh I forgot yeah. about this. And then do right here. and then the second part is turned around. You can feel it right there. Did I just not go back far enough? I I didn't go back. Dude, I think what happened there, I think how they turned the beat around here, I think they have a measure of 3-4 in the middle of a bunch of measures of 4-4. Yeah. Did you, I mean, let's hear it again. I hope the listeners are enjoying this. I think they are. One. Wait, let's start over one second to the verse. Yeah. Here comes the new. Two. Two. Three. Four. Did I miss it? This is something we maybe should have prepared for. Um, Look, here's the thing. I think we're illustrating that it's hard to describe, but you can hear it. You can hear and you can feel it. Like if you're trying to count these parts, it's like you can have a really hard time. Sorry to interrupt. No, go for it. Because, sorry, I'm going to interrupt you interrupting me. The hard part about it, or what makes it 
a unique sound is that the co- guitar doesn't change what they're doing. Yeah. That's the important part of turning the beat around. The guitar does not turn the beat around. Everybody else turn does. The beat around. Do, do. So it's going to feel do, the passion. So I think it's just really turning upside down, dude. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. You know, so it's like instead of bum, 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 pa, it's bum, 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 ba. Yeah, so maybe the drums really just change yeah. what they're doing. You'd be able to tell me that better than I. No, know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's what happened. Yeah. Maybe we'll have to do an investigative report. Yeah. The, <laughs> about yeah. turning the beat around. <laughs> uh, look for that in episodes to come. Uh, what is turning the beat around? So let's get out of this song <laughs> quick. Uh, this is if. Did they still play this live, I think? Did you know all the songs they play live? And if I had a clue, I'd know exactly what to do. If I were the wiser of the two. If I saw it all so clear, I'd write it down and bend your ear. If I were the clearer of the two, we could take a walk into the canyons of Fifth Avenue, sing and dance just to name a few. All I do. So. This is this album's version of like porcelain or oh, yeah. uh, what was the one from By the Way? I don't know. I man. can't remember. <laughs> um, or uh, Slow Cheetah. Oh, now, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Slow Cheetah's got yeah. a little more going on than this yeah. one does, but that's all this that song is. It's fine to listen to, but well, I think we're there's no use in trying to figure out how they turn the yeah we're not going to turn the beat around with that one (laughs) so here comes make you feel better dude this is so like oh yeah Um, that was me not anthony kiedis should we talk over this in a second yeah this reminds me of so like indie music yeah you know what i mean yeah like kind of poppy but like yeah I yeah. think it sounds honestly kind of like cheesy a little bit. Oh, it does really sound cheesy. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, and, and I think this is the realization I'm coming to is with the Chili Peppers, it's like, yeah, there are things I don't like about what they do, but when they do like today's pop music, yeah. it's better than how the other bands do yeah, it. Right. <laughs> you know? um, which is like a very old man uh, perspective to have on this. But this song is good. Yeah. You know? Like the chorus picks up. And we like the harmony is interesting. I'm sorry. I I'm really got into like a singing kick on this podcast. I don't know if it's Keep working. Going, okay. Um, so I think that song. The snare never stops. <laughs> You're right, you it know? doesn't. Yeah. 
They, so they don't do any sampling on this album like they did with By The Way, do they? Like, what do you mean? Well, you, you pointed out to me oh, that they have yeah. samples. There was a couple stuff like in Ready Made, like that drum part. Really? Was like we can't go extra. back to Ready Made. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we can't go back and do that one some more. But I didn't catch it. Yeah. Which is... On, it's probably like CGI in movies. It's um, like n- the point is for you not to notice. Right. It's you can use samples appropriately as long as you don't notice um, that they're samples. Um, dude, I'm really thinking about buying a sampler, man. You should. Well, one like there's this one. It's probably pretty expensive, but like Jason Bonham uses yeah. it like when he plays like acoustic shows too. So you can use it like as a full drum set too. Whoa. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like you can have like a hi hat yeah. snare and a bass drum on it. Yeah. So, you know what? Let's take a quick pause. We're going to talk about the Wet Bandits band right now. All right? Yeah. We're, we don't ever get serious on here, and this isn't going to be that serious, but um, we had a little turnover oh, in yeah. the band, yeah? Um, the, it's not like hard feelings or anything, um, and I've talked to our keyboard player since, but Danny, our keyboard player, player is going to be our backup keyboard player now, and that's because he is a doctor, uh, he, he would not tell you that. Like you wouldn't know unless you asked him, like, mm-hmm. what's your job? He'd be like, well, I don't like to talk about it, you know? And you'd be like, oh, come on. Just, I want to know more about your life. And he'd be like, well, I'm like a child neurologist. And oh, wow. And he's like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. But anyway, so that's what Danny does. And he's newer to the profession. And there's, we live in Columbus, Ohio, and it's got a gigantic hospital mm-hmm. here one of the biggest children's hospitals in the country. And he's one of like, again, he wouldn't tell you this unless you d- pulled it out of him. Yeah. Like, Danny, ah, I need to know. I need to know. <laughs> tell me how many people are there in your department? <laughs> and he'd say, well, it's not that bad, but one of six. There's only six people. So when he can't make a gig, it's really hard for him to get, it was really hard for him to get out of work. Um, and as we get more and more famous, as we world domination, you know, continues to move along, there are some gigs that we really need to know, like in advance, whether all of us are going to be there for Mm -hmm. it or not, especially like weddings and stuff like they're hiring, they're hiring a specific product. Mm -hmm. And if you, and if you can't provide the product that they thought they were getting, that's not fair to the, yeah, that's not good business. So so basically, a, another player that we know, Joe Chardelli, as I wipe my nose for the for YouTube, um, who I'd played with in the past, and so had Jeff, our bass player. So like, we are uh, we're familiar with him. He's a good player, and he's most importantly for us right now available a lot. Um, so we have a new keyboard player. That's our first call. Uh, we'll still see Danny again. In fact. Um, Maybe St. Patrick's Day because hmm. Joe's not available and yeah. Danny probably is. So, uh, although I haven't brought that up to Danny or the rest of the band yet, except for just now. Luckily, the band doesn't listen to this. <laughs> I, I don't you know. Sent a text. Oh, maybe I did. Yeah. Anyway, so why am I bringing this up? Because you just brought up samples. Um, we're trying to move into like doing a little more party tunes, like hip hop songs too, and uh, Joe has that capability too. Yeah. Like when you have a keyboard player who like has all those toys, like he can do all that stuff. He's already talking about like oh, really? basically like having backing tracks 
like you, you, I mean, this, I don't know that we could mm. do this, but like having, you might have to play to a click yeah. and like having like a whole production mm-hmm. going on underneath the band, which I don't know if I, that almost sounds like more work than it's worth. Cause I think usually we can pull it off yeah, without I mean, needing. I don't think that. we found any struggles yet by the, we one, have not. Yeah. Part of that is when you're the greatest cover band in Ohio and the world question mark <laughs> um you probably can pull anything like that off but you talked about that it i felt like now was i was going to tell you about joe sampling so it seemed yeah. like an appropriate time to be like hey we you, there's a it's not really turnover and it's kind of turnover but it's more like change mm-hmm. change positive change danny's going to be a less he he understandably was like what the heck like why <laughs> but um, I think everyone's going to be less stressed out now, including Danny. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, Animal Bar is next. I like this one. Yeah. Never 21 when everyone's a sailor Coming up strong at the Animal Bar Ever-loving mug of Mr. Norman Mailer Turn another page at the Animal Bar And it won't be long No, it won't be So, you know, ah, 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 something, 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 ah, ah, ah. It's okay to listen to. It's maybe, I don't know if I need this song for five and a half minutes. Like, this chorus is fine, too, but like. I do like how it goes back into it after the chorus. Yeah, yeah. Especially with the, like, weird, like, effect they have on the vocals or whatever. We'll get to that soon, you guys can hear it. That that could be Ebo too. Oh really? Um, I, it could be. You know, some of those some of those effects and keyboards and like a lot of those things can kind of make the same sound. So sometimes it's hard to tell what's actually happening. But an Ebo could definitely do that. Um, <clears throat> moving on. Yeah, dude. This one I'm not crazy about. Let's just wait till we get to the part I'm not crazy about. <laughs> that was it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Animal Bar already has the chorus where he's like, ah. And now it's <laughs> You guys are going to want to watch that on YouTube I like the chorus You like this? Yeah 
this is the best part. But oh, and especially when the the strings come in, it's a synthesizer or whatever. That is good. Oh, this is good too. The pro I think the problem for me with this song is that I hate the. Oh yeah. I hate that part, uh-huh. and I think that this song to me just feels like it's Frankenstein a little bit. Like, here's a cool part we have. Here's a cool part we have. Here's a cool part we have. Here's a fourth cool part we have, and let's find a way to put them into a song together. It doesn't to me. It doesn't. What one thing I really like about this album is that most songs don't feel that way. You know, they all have these different parts, but they work together. This one, I. It just feels a little bit shoehorned in there. And uh, I can already tell what clip we're going to be using for the oh, YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we come out of this, which I don't love, and we go into one that I do love. Oh, yeah. The beginning reminds me of Love Roller Coaster. Who's that by? Um, the Ohio Players did the original, but Chili Peppers covered it for uh, the Beavis and Butthead soundtrack. Cool guitar tone. Drums are cool. It harkens back a little bit to older Chili Peppers yeah. with the like call and response, like the hoop, the hoop. Oh yeah, yeah. You know. Yep. Um, and uh, and then like it backs off a little bit for the pre-chorus before it like ramps up uh-huh. again. I really like that song. Yeah. Um, the next one is We Believe. This one's kind of annoying, but it's cool. What What's annoying about it? Like his uh, tone of his voice. Yeah. He's like, soda pop. Yeah, that's funny. You know what I mean? Yeah, but. <laughs> You're right. I never thought about it. He is kind of doing like a an mono, Im- like. Kind of like Sting. Yeah. You know, like. When you hit some of those police songs with Sting, you're like, what voice are you doing uh-huh. there? Like, that's not. I don't know. I, ca- I think I get what you're saying. And you can, you, yeah, you think you're yeah. in the studio, you, you can imagine him in the studio, uh, like, and the faces he'd be yeah. making, like, 
what what are you what little act are you doing? I don't know. But that's how I felt about around the world uh, when he does that like oh, scatting. Yeah. And you explained that like his kid was in there. At least that was the story. Like his kid's in there and the kid thought it was funny. So like he left it in there, yeah. Yeah, and maybe it's you know, I could see whether or not a kid was in there, like maybe he genuinely thinks that's funny. Yeah. yeah. And like it's just gonna leave it in there. Yeah. Because it is kind of funny. Yeah. You know, he's making, you know, picking his nose like, ooh, pop. I don't know what other things you would do. I'm gonna pick up shopping. Yeah. But the chorus is good. We just talked right through it. But, you know, you guys can check this song out. The chorus, I think, is really good. And it, and it makes the song better than this part. What do you think? I, I like you, it. Would you listen to it? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I would listen. Cool. Um, here it comes. I'm just going to play it. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I'm really into this part. I like it. I gotta dig it. Yeah. Um, you know, you said that she looks to me as kind of wet sandish. Uh-huh. Um, and I get what you're saying, but wet sand is number thirteen on the Jupiter album, and Turn It Again is thirteen on the Mars disc. And I actually think this is the wet sand of. They're in the same position. I think this is the. Even though they're not similar songs, but it's first of all, it's six minutes long. Sorry, I need to turn the jam down a little bit while we talk. This one's six minutes long, so it's kind of long like Wet Sand. And it's, again, like a build to like a rockin' finish. You know this one? I can't really remember this one. I am going to fast forward through it. Because like I said, with Wet Sand, it's a slow build. So I'm going to get to like the four-minute mark. <laughs> Dude, that song rules, right? Yeah. I mean, for a guitar player, too. Part of why I liked Wet Sand was because I could just jam to that song. Yeah. Like, I could play this it. This one's a jam, too. This one, there are four guitar solos going on at the same time. I mean, it's one solo, I guess, but, like, yeah. there's four guitar parts that are all part of the solo going on at once there. Um, 
and it's all like good. It's yeah. all good. That song is strong. Um, so I think this is my wet sand also. Oh, Track really? 13 on both, I think, is are my favorites. But um, And that takes us into Death of a Martian. It's good. So, one of my, uh, let's see, how to describe this. He's not a co-worker, but one of the salespeople we work with, he, he loves chili peppers. Mm. So, he's been listening to these. And he was talking, to, we had a meeting the other day, and he was talking to me about it. And one of my co-workers, who's familiar with the podcast, is like, dude, you shouldn't be listening to it. You should be watching it. Because <laughs> we put these on YouTube, right? And I'm just thinking about people watching us on YouTube as these songs play, just sort of nodding our oh, heads yeah. and watching the Ravens game <laughs> yeah, on TV. Like, <laughs> we're, we're sitting, uh, the TV's on, but it's on mute, and we're just looking like this <laughs> off to the it's side. It's like the soundtrack for the game. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, anywho, this song's good, too. It doesn't, like, it doesn't, uh, I'm trying to think. It, it just, it's, like. It's not exactly like a under the, or I'm not under the bridge. Uh, something in the way, or like a, a. Foo Fighters are also masters of like capping, the album off with something epic. So it's, and and something in the way is similar in that it's like clear that this is the end of the album. Oh yeah. You know, um, this one is sort of like that, but it's not quite. You know, dude, as it's um, what would play like, during the while the credits roll, dude. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, when you put it that way, it is. Um, but anyway, all, all I'm saying about it is it's it's not like, it's not an epic. It's not so much of a signal that the album's over. It is mellow, um, and it's good, but it's not it's not my favorite. It's not like, man, I just can't wait to get to Death of a Martian. I think more often than not, I'd listen to Turn It Again and then maybe quit. Oh. That doesn't mean I... Uh, I, I just had an inner conflict as I was talking. I want to listen to a little more of this and see if um, maybe I'm wrong. I had to think a little more because you know what we're about to do. We're about yeah. to cover Cut and Hidden Gem. Yeah, dude. So for those of you who are first-time listeners... We always pick a song we would cover, a song we would cut from the album, and then a hidden gem, which is uh, a song that, or what we think is the best song that wasn't a single. Um, even though this is a double album, we've split 
we have a cover cut and hidden gem for both discs. So, um, what do you want to go first for what you'd cover? What would Dude, you cover from me, this baby. one? Oh yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I think that's the right answer. You know, um, <laughs> the funny thing about the cover part is that when it suits us, I think we change our own like, uh, stipulations for what makes a good cover right mm -hmm. like sometimes i'm like well but we would be really good at this even though the audience wouldn't know yeah. it. like tell me baby is the right answer because it's the only one i think that people would know mm -hmm. um if i was ignoring that um ooh, if i was ignoring that i think desecration smile would be the oh mm, yeah no probably i don't know i answered mine man Yep, it's Tell Me Baby. That's yeah. the right answer. Okay, do you have a cut? I have a cut. Probably if. If, I think, I think Death of a Martian. Really? That's, that's what I was, that's why I had to play it again. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, the thing with the cut, it's not always your least favorite song, at least the way I judge it. It's not always the least favorite song. It's the song that you could do without. Yeah. Like, it's the song that, you know, the album remains cohesive even though that song's not on there anymore. And I think, I didn't intend to do this, but I think as I said, like, I think I could listen to Turn It Again and then just, like, turn the album off. Mm -hmm. I think that's true. I don't think I need Death of a Martian to be on here. And if, at least as a segue between, like, okay, you got through the first part of the album that is pretty much all bangers. Yeah. Like, desecration smile through ready-made they're not all like hard but they're all like really strong mm -hmm. songs and then you get to like weirder stuff kind of at the end and if is like the bridge between them i might even say the death of a martian is only what i would cut because of its position i think if you put death of a martian after ready-made and put if at the end oh no i think i'd still cut death of a martian yeah because I think if works better at the very end hmm. because it's so yeah. different. Yeah. Kind of like the something in the way argument. Or like, yeah. Um, so, but then again, it's not like I think one is the obvious choice and one sucks. Mm. Like if is totally my second choice and it's by a hair. Yeah. Um, hidden gem. Dude. So you can, Oh, hidden. The singles from this disc are desecration smile, oddly enough. And, uh, and, um, Oh, tell me baby. So, storm in a teacup, dude. Storm in a teacup. Yeah. A tiny storm in your teacup, girl. Oh man, this has a bunch of potential hidden gems. It does. Um, storm in a teacup is a really good choice. Turn it again is really good. I think for me, I think she looks to me is the one I'd pick though. Yeah. Only because when I think of this disc, that's like the first song I think of. Desecration smile first. Because I think that's maybe my go-to for, except for Wet Sand. It's kind of like my go-to for both discs. But I think she looks to me as second. She looks to me and Desecration Smile also are like very similar to me. Mm. Um, but I like, I love them both. I think my hidden gem is she looks to me. So, uh, so that's that for this album, I believe. Um, so we're going to... Uh, Next week, we're going to cover, well, 
in about 10 minutes yeah. or less, we're going to record the next. Yeah, but you guys, in a week, will be able to hear the I'm With You episode as we move off the masterpiece of Stadium Arcadium. Uh, please. It is a masterpiece. Please subscribe first, then rate, then review. Do all those things. Also, don't forget. As get wet. Get wet. Honestly, but... See, dude...